I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. I mean, Syracuse, just, it's, it's just a family atmosphere. Uh, not just the university, but the community as a whole. Uh, I mean, they welcome me with open arms. Uh, my teammates, I mean, uh, we, we keep in contact every single day, and I know that's going to continue 10 to 15 plus years down the road. And uh, I mean, the coaching staff, they, them being student athletes at Syracuse and uh, coaching us now and help mentoring us, I think that's helped us uh, prepare for this stuff as well. Everyone asked me throughout my three years here, who are the best fans in the country and the place I like to play at the most, and it's always the Dome. I mean, Syracuse fans, are, they're the most loyal fans, win or lose, they're always by your side. Uh, no matter how the season's going, they're always packing the Dome uh, in, in freezing weather. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say this for the rest of my life, but uh, Orange Nation is, is the best out there and, and no one competes with it. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please subscribe. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We're the only Syracuse sports podcast running around giving you, the fans, a platform. So what has felt like... Two months is actually Forever. only been about. Yeah, it's only actually been about two weeks. At least it feels like that for us, anyway. Um, <laughs> so we got some Q's news, a little bit of um, just basic off-season update stuff, and then we've got. Yes. We're gonna do our way too early top five. I asked you those that question on social media earlier or later last week, towards the end of last week, because we were supposed to do this show on Friday, but Joe, uh, he just didn't make it. So here we are, 48 hours yeah, later. Yeah, I mean, you know, things come up, you know. Right, right. Things come so. up, this and that, sure. Mm. Uh, but first, before we get into all that, the the, the fun that is the Cuse Militia podcast, uh, we got to hear from the folks over at MyBookie. Now, I know that there's not a ton uh, going on to bet on, but you'd be surprised. MyBookie has got something for everybody. It's not just sports either. They do, they do everything. Plus, they got NASCAR. You've got MLB starting up. You know, so yep. um, still, still a couple um, things. Bachelorette for those people that watch the Bachelorette, like your, yes, you they know. got props on the Bachelorette. Yeah, they do. It's crazy. <laughs> Dude, it's so stupid. But well, uh, well, you know, you, as you guys know, I would only recommend a service to you guys that's been good to me. I've used my bookie. Joe's used my bookie. That's why I'm urging you to make your way over there. You win. They pay. They have 
in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for all the fantasy guys and gals out there, you know the deal. You can bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now. In my book, you will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code QS25 to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code QS25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie. Um, all right. Hey, I, wanna, so, I just want to make something clear. That, wait, what? Well, j- I mean, I know I said that, but I I don't watch The Bachelorette. I just want, <laughs> to, just want people to know that. I just oh, happen to be oh, on the website. you just happen to be actually... on my bookie, and you saw props for The Bachelorette, and so you thought yeah. you'd mention it on the show. Well, be- I mean, I thought it was funny because I know personal people that I'm not going to – Say their names, but I know that they're forced to watch them with their girlfriends and so on and so forth. So it just made Joe? me chuckle a little bit, huh? Is their name Joe? <laughs> no, their name is not Joe. <laughs> okay, if you say no. so. I, I, I mean, there might be a Joe out there, not this Joe. Oh, okay, all right, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so dome renovations, and if you weren't keeping yeah. up with it, Wild Hack was interviewed for the Post Standard, and he said the key date for being ready is September. 2020. So kind of what's going to happen is at the end of the basketball season, beginning of lacrosse season, or well, I guess the middle of lacrosse season, 2020, um, I guess the men's basketball should be finished up. But the if the women's going to host games, those may, they either may not be able to host games or have to find a host site. Right. Uh, the lacrosse team, they've already played at CNS once because of the women's playing in the Dome. Right. So they might do CNS, they might do CBA, and then uh, there was there was one other thing. Oh, oh, Syracuse football likes to usually get seven home games in a year. They might go split six and six for for that year to finish up renovations. So they're starting it yeah. early and hoping to get it done quicker, and um, you know, like do it in phases. And of course, they got to work around the weather. So. No, yeah, you never know about the weather. Uh, nothing set in stone there, anyways. <laughs> uh, you, right. know, you know what I mean. Uh, so, moving on, uh, there was some great news. Some at some really, uh, I thought the numbers were high. Four thousand new season tickets have been sold ahead yeah. of the 2019 season, and they they released these numbers. This was a week ago, last Monday, I believe. So yeah. a week ago today. As we record now. So 4,000 new season tickets. That's pretty dope. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Well, I think in, uh, there was some numbers in there that said that the retention rate from last year is already over 90% as well. So yeah, that so looks pretty looking, good. Yeah, you're looking at retaining over 90% and adding 4,000. That's, pretty, that's yep. pretty awesome. And usually they get a good... Uh, they get a good show out when it comes to spring games. I know a lot of times with the spring games, they kind of lets you walk around and you can see um, they have signs where like in sections of how much season tickets are there and you can kind of walk around. And, and they're get cheap, the bro. They're cheap. Oh, yeah, they're cheap. They're cheap. I mean, obviously, you get down closer and, and you know, the, obviously the prices go up, but comparable to, to other um, teams in, in Division One, yeah, they're cheaper. And again, a lot of times during the spring game, that's the time where people can go. They can kind of get their different vantage points, look at the prices and actually – for all intents and purposes, shop for your season ticket. So a lot of times they get uh, decent numbers with that too, and that's still what's that? This this Saturday, I believe, right? Thirteenth spring game. So right, yep. Already looking for those numbers to go up. 
Yeah, and I'm sure they will. I mean, like I said, the tickets are cheap. I think when I went, uh, I sat in the 300 section. There's not really a bad seat in the house, really. I mean, unless you get shoved in the middle of an end zone somewhere, way up high. But I mean, those are the <laughs> worst seats. Some people like them. I know those are the worst seats, but they're only they're only bad for the other half of the field. They're great for your side, the 50 yard line. You know, all the plays coming at you are going away, depending on whatever. Right. So anyway, um, there is some uh, some other news. Now I think we'll 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 leap these hurdles. But Abdul Adams, Sam Heckel, and Chris Elmore all with injuries. I think Abdul Adams' arm was in a sling. Uh, Sam yeah. Heckel was undisclosed offensive line, and Chris Elmore, fullback, uh, he had a leg injury, right? So yeah, I believe yes. Um, so I don't believe any of these to be too serious. I don't know. The one that's undisclosed bothers me a little bit, but we've still right. got a lot of time. And well, that bothers me. And actually, Ed Hendricks, he got hurt too as well, um, and he's out for the rest of the spring along with those other three. So uh, yeah, again, that, not that not seeing him get any backs. type of. Two backs, too. Abdul Adams and, and Chris. Yeah, Allen. but uh, from what I hear, they'll be back. I mean, that's the good thing about the spring is it's just it's kind of a little, you know, just practice in between the, the seasons you, kind of keep you in the mix or whatever. But Yeah, you want them to really, get the rotations, though. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but practice practice doesn't start until – or camp doesn't open until August. So. Yeah, true. You, um, got some, you got some time. Yeah, they're all in the gym right now, though. So doing that. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I, I mean – Tommy DeVito has gotten jacked over, over the since so far since he's um, since uh, football season has ended. I mean, he's just gotten huge, so he's bulking up. He's gonna be a big dude. Um, uh, South Alabama graduate transfer Ryan Alexander. He verbally committed, uh, committed since we've been away. He um, did that during an official visit last weekend uh, or the the weekend before last. Six foot four, three hundred eight pound. Uh, he was a two year start. Right tackle for USA, that is uh, University. USA. Yeah. USA. I, I, lo- I think that's my second team now uh, for <laughs> University Southern uh, South Alabama. So he started 28 games of the team's 29 games that he's played in. So, yeah. yeah. Honorable mention last year in that conference. So you got a pretty decent linebacker, uh, offensive lineman coming in. Yeah, I think he's a starter. And, and we talked the weak point going into the offseason for football was the one thing that worried you, I guess, that you mentioned was the offensive line. So, Well, definitely on the offensive side of the ball, yeah. Yeah. Um, got to keep DeVito upright. That's right. And the last thing that I've got on this list, unless Joe has something to add, is the, the cross team. They're uh, ranked 13th right now. They're sitting at 6-3, and three, and they're going to host Cornell, who is also 6-3. and three. This is senior night. It is tomorrow night, Tuesday, August, or, um, April 9th. The game is at 6 o'clock in the evening, and it's the final regular season game. And then Syracuse will go on to visit North Carolina. That'll wrap up the ACC. Uh, that will be on April 13th. And then the last game of the season, they'll close that out with a trip to Navy on April 20th. And then, boom, is the ACC um, tournament. So, yep, yeah, that's already wrapping up. That's a quick season, man, but it's, it's, so, yeah, much, it is. it's so much fun, dude. So much yeah, fun. it is. So, Go out and watch them. Go out and watch them. Senior night. Yeah, senior night at the Dome. That should, it'll be fun. That game against Duke was uh, was like the only game I really missed so far this year, of course. And <laughs> it was like one of the best ones. I know. I know. So I watched <laughs> the last like minute of it, uh, of course, in highlights. But anyway. Um, so we – that's it. Do you have anything else on that, Joe? 
on the news front? No. Okay. No, I haven't really heard too much more about it. Uh, I know, like, again, we'll probably get some more news here within the next, like, through the rest of the week. And then, obviously, with the spring game being on Saturday. So we know that we'll get a little bit of video and we know that we're going to get some, some, uh, some news on that. But for right now, good on the football front, my friend. That's it. And we just wrapped up the basketball season, obviously. Obviously. No. So we knew the day after Syracuse lost to Baylor, Tyus was gone. He pretty much announced that. And yeah. you heard his his kind of his his exit interview, if you will. That's what we opened the show with. It's about a minute of about two and almost three minutes, two and a half minutes, something like yeah. that. So, no, good video from Q's TV. If you want to check it out, it's over on YouTube. Yeah, go check it out. Um, Brissett, he's going to test the waters. Essentially what he's doing, if you didn't hear or you've been living under a rock, is what he's just going to. He's not hiring an agent. He's just going to mm-hmm. go through the motions like Tyus did last year. I don't expect Brissett to go anywhere. I expect him to come back, but you never know. But for now, I, I would expect him back. So, Yeah, I think so. that's just one of those things that we've seen uh, happen. I think a bunch of different times in the last you know, seven, eight years, we've had in uh, underclassmen you know, test the waters or, or, or go to the draft. So uh, it's just something we're kind of getting used to. But um, it's kind of, yeah, it's going to be a routine thing. Yeah, it's a routine thing. They just want to get throw the feelers out there to see – uh, you know, to see what NBA scouts say and everything like that. Again, can't sign an agent because that completely disqualifies you. And he stated that he hasn't. Uh, there was in some other news I saw. Well, you know, Beheim. He, he talked. To, he was talking about Brissett and how he thinks that the, the him thinking that he was thinking too much about the NBA. Um, during this the season, season this year, you think? And he <laughs> and he thinks that's part of the regression was and. I honestly personally think that he's going to end up not being shown up in any of the mock drafts. I don't think he's going to get invited to the combine. I mean, this is my personal opinion. Um, and then once that happens, I, I really don't think you can keep your name in it. You know, I mean, Tyus, he pulled himself out of the, the draft and he was invited to the combine last year. So, uh, I mean, we'll see. So it's happening here rather shortly, but I think he'll be back. Yeah, well, we'll be up on it. But one guy who is hiring an agent is Pascal Chuku, and he is going to see uh, what he can manage. Obviously, he's got some immigration issues. But I believe, depending on how how it goes, I think if you get a job on a on an NBA team, you'll be good. But you know, maybe he can play in Europe. Maybe he can play. I don't know. Wherever. I mean, he'll have some options, yeah, but obviously options. he's going to have to 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 figure stuff out because I think, like you said, either you either got to be going to school or or have some type of work visa or something like that. So um, I'm sure he'll have to figure it out. But yeah, he's been he, here. He's going to be graduated. He's going to get a degree, and uh, you know, he's he'll figure it out. Yeah. So One, all all three of them, uh, we wish him the best. I, I would like to see Brissett come back. I, I think that's. <laughs> Probably the best for, for him, but who knows? But we wish yeah. him the best, no matter what he decides to do. And, of course, Tyus, obviously, and Chuku as well. So that right. is that. That's it for the uh, the basketball news and stuff. Oh, wait. No, it's not. What am I saying? Jesse Edwards, 6'11 yeah. center from the Netherlands, who committed uh, last week. And this was a this was a kind of an under-the-radar grab, Joe. 
Yeah. And you look at his highlight reel, and he's someone who, in his highlight reel, now you know my philosophy on highlight reels if you've listened. Highlight reels are called highlight reels because they're all full of highlights. I could have a highlight <laughs> reel, right? But you, you, you got to do it. You got to do it anyway, and he does it, man. He he he's bringing the ball up the court. He's got finesse. He's got great ball control. He can finish around the rim. He looks for the lob. I mean, he does all the things that you need. That we really is if he could be consistent in doing what he's done. You know, he's yeah. a he's a great talent. I think. Yeah. Well, he again, needs a couple like cheeseburgers said- though. Needs a couple cheeseburgers. Yeah. Again. Um, yeah. Well, he um, <laughs> being coming from the Netherlands, he's only been over uh, in a, playing at IMG Academy um, in Florida for I think since January. So I think he's kind of a late addition to these the recruits and uh, being six eleven and with the wingspan that he has. Uh, I think it's a pretty good pickup. If you go back and you look at the, like you said, the highlight tape, it was a highlight tape, but it was a two and a half minute long highlight there's tape. There's two of them just, out there, though. There's two of them out there. Well, I didn't go look at the other one, but this oh, particular okay. one, um, that oh. it only was two different games. So two and a half yeah. minutes of highlights through two different games. That's uh, pretty good. I mean, he's he scored a decent amount of points in those two games. So uh, really what I look at is I look at the little things that um, – I don't want to say you can't coach, but just like you said, being able to have the drum. I mean, he's, you can already tell he's – He's not putting catch. the ball on the ground after rebounds. He's going immediately back up. Yeah, he keeps the ball up high. Yeah. He uh, can move. You can tell that he's just got better feet. And he's more naturally athletic than the centers that we've had. He's definitely can catch the ball yep. better and dribble better. His handle is better. I mean, just overall, his basketball – his, IQ, his, his basketball IQ his, seems to be pretty decent too. Yeah, he knows yeah. where to be, and he knows when to look for the yeah. for the alley oop yep. stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Right. So um, yeah, and he seems to have a pretty good length, um, and it looks like his wingspan is actually longer than a six ten, six eleven guy. So well, you might be looking at somebody who's perfect for the zone. But again, you always have to put uh, the competition. And obviously the physicality, the speed, everything like that, it's going to change for him. But it's a good sign seeing that kind of stuff off of a tape because, again, I'm not looking at really the competition as much as that he can actually do it because he was doing things, you know, just athletically and with his hands and everything that naturally. we haven't seen naturally. naturally that we haven't seen a Syracuse guy figure out in three, four years. Yeah. So, yep. So I'm really optimistic about Jesse Edwards to say the least. Yes. So yes. Great, great grab in my opinion. And, and right up Jim Beheim's alley. Like that is the quintessential Jim Beheim recruit. Yeah. So anyway, a couple cheeseburgers yeah. would be my couple, best suggestion. Yeah. So anyway, um, let's see. We, we love the emails. I got an email. I got a couple emails, but we're, we got time to go over one. This one I committed to first. I already emailed him back. I asked him if we could go over it in the podcast. And so David emailed me, emailed us, and he says, he says, why don't you guys look into and talk about blaming the other coaches for SU? Not that I want to place blame, but how can these young big men not get any better in the past several years? Don't quote me on exact years on some of this, but my point is this. When did SU develop big-time forwards and centers? Ronnie Cycli, Tom Thomas, John Wallace, Ryan Blackwell, etc. Answer. When Bernie Fine was here, uh, 1976-2011, was the forwards-centers coach. 
And Lewis Orr was also there from 95 to 2000 coaching big men. I'm not sure who on who is coaching forwards and centers since Bernie left. Since Mike Hopkins left, where who are the coaches? Adrian Autry, Alan Griffin, and he did he and uh, Jerry McNamara, three guards. We need to get a big time center forward coach that can mold these young big men. I love Griffin Red, but they are guards. What do they know about coaching forwards and centers? So, oh, one more thing he adds. We'll unpack this in a second, Joe. I'll give it to you. Fact yeah. that I fact that I do not like. Alan Griffin was hired by SEU in April of 2017. Lewis Orr was hired by Georgetown in June of 2017. Uh, should not should have not hired Griffin. He should have hired Lewis Orr back to the coaching staff to work with these big guys. So... Upset about the coaching, not sure where to face the blame, kind of a lot to unpack, Joe. Uh, you and I had a heated discussion about this email <laughs> before, before uh, I asked to um, present it, before I asked David if we could use it for the show. So go ahead. Right. Again, I, I, I like the email. I think that it takes a lot of, I mean, you got a guy who really is looking into it a lot more than than normal fans right. and, do. And, uh, and, and real quick, real quick, just an aside. The emails create conversation, and it's exactly why we look for you guys to send them. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. But um, I guess, you know, everyone, they, they kind of see things their own little way and, and differently and things like that. Uh, again, there's – I just have these different thoughts and these different things um, about certain things. Obviously, all of our – coaches are guards so realistically you'd look at that and you wouldn't think that we have a big man coach uh but again they it can be taught uh if just because you're a guard doesn't mean that you don't know how to coach big men i mean the big men have to be coached by somebody right so if so if a bernie fine can teach a 18 year old kid then why can't somebody teach a coach or a guard that's already played at that level the only thing is, the only thing that's stopping somebody, I mean, somebody your size could know all the big man moves, but you can't physically be a big man because you're not tall. What, 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 you you know what, what, what are you trying to say, though? I'm trying to say that you can't be a 5'10 power forward. 5'10? Thank you. You gave me a couple inches. I really appreciate well, that, Joe. <laughs> hey, you know, you did, you did your hair a little bit today. and uh, I really You look a lot that, shorter buddy. when you have your hat on. But um, I'm just saying that... You know, it's 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 one of those things where yes, I, I will agree that Bernie Fine was a good big man's coach. Lewis Orr, uh, again, he was a big man's coach, and then we went on to be uh, a head coach. And maybe that's one of those things where he's just trying to stay on the path of maybe a faster way of becoming um, a head coach. Uh, and uh, there's other things that go into it too, recruiting uh, things like that. I think really that's why we took Alan Griffin over over Lewis Orr because I think that Alan Griffin's an up and coming um, recruiter recruiter and i think that he was being being looked at to help more for recruiting and just realistically sean when you look at it um other than just i mean we lose we lose uh scholarships we really can't miss on certain people and then we get a chuku who's had some unfortunate things happen and maybe he didn't develop and i think there was reasons for that um to be fair to chuku he missed some time he missed a whole year of eligibility with surgery and everything (laughs) That right, and he's early. had his little knee problems, so oh, he's yeah. never really consistently. That was consistently... last year. Yeah. Right, and again, um, you know, I'm not saying coaching can't not be a reason for that, but 
there's a lot of other reasons. And uh, again, I also go back to the fact that um, I think Prakeem Christmas, I thought was uh, a pretty good, I mean, he played in the NBA for a little while. Uh, I thought he was pretty solid. And I think he was a very, I think he was a great big man that, um, that I thought got better and better. And by his senior yeah, year, awesome. uh, he, he was scoring and doing, having double doubles all the time, you know? So mm-hmm. I think um, that Mike Hopkins was the one that was shouldering that load. And I think that uh, that's was, you know, probably the next guy to have left. But I mean, realistically, I think that basing the regression of our big man, it, it, we're doing it off of one big man. We're doing it off of Chukwu. You know what I'm we, saying? We kind we kind of are. It's been a frustrating I mean, think couple about of years. It. No, I understand. It's been three years, three and a half years, whatever. But I get I do get his point though. And yeah, I we've think, had three and a half years the, with all without the the scholarships to fill maybe maybe try to grab some of these I other understand. guys. I understand. Do you do you think though that that having guards recruit and guards being coaches, is that appealing for recru- for um, prospects coming out of high school? Aren't they going to want to look to a, you know? Well, and that's the other, yeah. That's really the better question. Right. And I think that's kind of. Is that, that, yeah, they help. Maybe Alan Griffin's a better recruiter, but is he, are those guys helping recruit big men? Yeah. And how, and how can they appeal to big men in a way that can sell some of these really good ones, this talented kids coming out of high school? How can they sell it, the program, with three guards coaching? That's a tough uh, buy. I mean, dude. at this point, you could sell it on the lack of depth at those positions. <laughs> <laughs> Playing time. Playing Play time. time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's to his greater point. And, you know, I agree with him. I, I think you should have you should have someone that can coach and recruit in that position. I think it would help. He's got a point with Lewis Orr, but my greater frustration with Orr, honestly came down to him going to Georgetown. I mean, dude, <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? I know that he's got to work, but dude, what is going well, on? To, I mean, come on. Seriously? Well, I mean, Ewing? if you remember when come he got the head coach, when he when he got a head coaching job, he went his head coaching job was at Seton Hall when we were in the Big East. Not the same. Not the same. Not the same. <laughs> see, you cannot compare Seton. I understand, but you cannot compare Seton Hall to Georgetown. As far as hatred level from a Syracuse fan, he come on. He hated Georgetown too. Now he wears a Georgetown logo. Come on. No, I so, mean I wouldn't but, say he just he wears a suit. He's an assistant. He's he's got Georgetown gear. That's sad. <sighs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. I haven't seen it. Uh, I think he's just using it as a stepping stepping stone. Oh yeah, I know. Well, uh, you know, good question. Uh, he could have been hired. Maybe it wasn't a good fit. Maybe he didn't want to come back. Maybe he was considered. Maybe it was talked about. Maybe it wasn't a good fit. I don't know. Well, again, too, you know, um, just relationships that you have with your assistant coaches, too. Uh, you do spend a lot of time uh, on the road and at home and everything. So, I mean, those people, you know, they're necessarily, you know, I mean, pretty much your family, too. So right, right. Um, that goes into it, too. And you never really know what's going on behind the scenes. And I think, obviously, Bayheim's proven that he's more comfortable with ex-players and former people with that he's had good relationships with on, on the bench. Um, so, you know. So, I, so to wrap it up, to wrap up, the to wrap it up, I understand. You wrap I, it up. I'll wrap it up. And then I'll let you piggyback. I get it. I think it would. I think it would be. Uh, a, I think it would be a definitely a, a 
a move in the positive in a positive direction to get a big man coach that can also recruit. Who is it? I don't know. Is it going to happen? I don't know. I don't think it would hurt. Uh, secondly, is that is it the coaching? Is it the recruiting? Is Mike Hopkins recruiting? Is him being gone now? We've got all these scholarships back. When he was here during some of the worst, the worst, you know, scholarship availability, and you know, has his leaving affected us? I don't know if we've seen it yet. But you think we have? What do you mean? Well, you, well, you mentioned who? Who'd you mention to me in the conversation we, that we lost? Well, Isaiah Stewart, number one. Wow, well, I know we went over that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that I the, that one I can kind of understand in a certain way, but I mean, I thought that we would have a like a kind of a head start, maybe a one up on some teams because of the the people that were on his team as far as AAU with him playing with Joe Girard and, and, and Buddy, Buddy Beheim. Yeah. Yeah, but um, obviously he. And I know Washington, they're losing um, their big man, so they're going to have an opening for a center. And I'll tell you what, he was one of the best uh, players on that dang McDonald's All-American court um, during that McDonald's All-American game, too. So uh, I think Washington is, is going to be a really good team next year. The one that I was mentioning was there was, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, like, uh, and then it's like Quade Green, he was a, a McDonald's All-American. And he was choosing between uh, – I mean, obviously, he had a bunch of people he could – but he was – I think it came down to Syracuse and Kentucky. And uh, there wasn't – Washington wasn't even anywhere in his – In the mix. You know, not even in the mix. And he chose Kentucky, and then I think he went to Kentucky. And I don't know if it was just relationships, something went down, or he saw that he wasn't going to get certain playing time. I think Hopkins went back to him. And maybe that happened. And Hopkins, he went to when he got his job at Washington. So this this kid decides he's going to transfer from Kentucky, and he transfers to Washington. So, so the answer is yes. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I um, mean, come on, he's he's coaches. I mean, he's coming from his coaching tree. They 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 play the two three. He's out west. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of times that. The past couple of years where we've seen some of the recruits in, in us and Washington are both in the top five of, the, of that person. So we're going to be, you know, we're going to be able to recruit uh, similar players. But not only that, uh, he's in Washington, but he was in Syracuse for so long. So all those little hotbeds and places that he recruited, and I do believe that he was their best recruiter, um, he's going to be able to go to the East Coast where he used to recruit for Syracuse. And he's going to be able to take guys out of New York, New York City and the East Coast and bring them out to West Coast. So, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't think we've seen the last of, of Mike Hopkins effect. I know. In our recruiting, I know. Sadly, I think if we're going to, it's going to be, you know, and I wish him nothing but the best dude, but because I don't want to sit here recruiting. And, and I only hope, well, I just, it stinks when it comes to, to recruiting, but I think after these last two years, I mean, obviously we've had our run and everybody knows, you know, I think. It's been down with Bayheim, and even me, I was still down with Bayheim, getting extended for you know the however many years. But uh, I think I'm definitely on the train of hoping that a possibility to of a return to Syracuse for Mike Hopkins could be a possibility in the future. Hopefully, oh, 
Jeez. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we'll So see. I hope that we don't bash him enough to where he doesn't never want to Oh, come this back. this always... this fan base loves the heck out of Mike Hopkins. They I've never seen any of that. Uh, through all of the everything we've seen with with players leaving early or or whatever or transferring yeah. and you see fans trash them. I've never seen even some of the most vitriolic fans. I've never seen them uh, saying no. anything negative about Mike. What Hopkins. they'll do is they'll attack the AD and and blame him for yeah. not being yeah, able well, to fire Beheim and keep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's fair game. Do. John Wildhack's fair game, and and I like the guy. I think he's doing a great job. No, I but, think I mean, he's doing a great job too. Uh, but you know, he's fair game. Whatever. Um. So okay, our way too early top five. Now we we asked the question on social media, and we'll go over some of yours. But Joe has a way too early top five. I have a way too early top five, and. He didn't tell me his, and I didn't tell him mine. So, uh, do you want to go first, or you want me to go? I mean, mine's very, uh, mine's very, mine's very, like, e- like go ahead, just simple. Yeah. Um, Goodine and Carey. Okay, Carey at point. Brissett Hughes, and then maybe in this to start the season, Dolajai to start, and then maybe Edwards later gets to start. It's yours. Yeah, I don't have Sadibi in there. You I, don't? I snuffed. I, I snuffed Sadibi. I, uh, I saw that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I don't. I. I think that it's traditional that Beheim every once in a while, he'll. He changes it up after a certain point, but I think that he has a system as far as going with. I think the known or the the comfortable. So just to start the year, you think I'm not City. saying this is going to be the starting lineup going into ACC play, but to start the year, I think it's going to be Carey and Buddy with really? Hughes. Yep, with Hughes and Brissett and Sadibi. Okay. Well, I and, think and, he'll have everybody that returns, mm-hmm. but. I, that doesn't mean that that's going to be, you know, I remember the year when Gillen took over for Frank Howard, but Frank Howard started. You yeah, know, there well, was a we, year. we also know that the beginning of the year is a, with Beheim and his, his. Everyone's going to play. There's going to be so many the people chemist, that play this. Yeah, he throws everything at it. He throws everything at it, and he just to see who's ready. Sticks. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what I would go with. I mean, and you know, I mean, you know, and here's the other thing that I would present to you is that. I mean, depending on what's going on down low with Dolly or or Sidibe or whoever, you know, you've got possibility, you know, uh, Braswell coming off the bench too with Dolly. I mean, there's so many different ways. No, to No, Gary Air. We don't know how good Gary Air yeah, is going to be. Exactly. Bryson Goodine. So yeah, that's and, really the thing. And uh, who, uh, Buddy Beheim. Yeah, Buddy Beheim mm-hmm. on a wing. I could see that. Right. But depending if we're playing smaller teams, but I'm yeah. just saying. See, seeing Buddy Beheim coming in, we there wasn't really that many, you know, there wasn't great expectations for the first year. I think he overexceeded them, but who's to say that somebody else can't ever do that? So uh, we have a lot of young guys on our team now. Do you minus, see any red you know, I think we got the solids of, of Elijah and and Brissett, and I know I think we know what Buddy can do, which is at minimum come off the bench and put some points up in the board, absolutely, and play some pile solid heady, you know. Play I, in, some defense, in, some rebounds, stuff like that. But I don't. I'm not. I'm just saying what I think the starting five is going to be from the beginning. That doesn't mean that a Gadine or a Garrier or an Edwards. Or, I mean, I can see a situation where some of these kids could 
could come out of nowhere and, and just play well, better than some of these guys. Okay, but. listen, I got two questions for you. No. Because I'm worried about one thing. I'm worried okay. about transfers. Because I, oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of talent on this team, but I worry about losing – that's that's the, I think there's there is a lot of talent on the team, but it's young talent and it's developing, and no one knows what to do right now, and no one's not going to know what to do really until we get into ACC play next year. So someone's going to get snuffed. And yeah. It's going to be guys. No, traditionally they they have though. I mean, traditionally up and down, and sure. I mean usually. I mean, I remember a lot of times getting classes of four four players and three four players, and one of them having to you know. I remember we had Mike Jones and he transferred out. And I remember Tony Bland transferring out. I remember Louis McCroskey transferring out. Caleb, uh, was it Caleb Joseph transferring Caleb Joseph, out? I mean, yeah. Wow, that was, a, wow. He was going to be good too, I thought, but whatever. No, he really didn't end up being that I, good. I know. We had, that was, center, we had that center that transferred out to, um, what was it, Eastern Michigan. Yeah. BJ, John, BJ Johnson BJ transferred out. Um, I mean, we we know that's normally what happens because Bayheim he doesn't go deep. So we're in a situation right now, like you said. I worry about got, a car- I worry about a Carey or a Braswell though, and those uh, are. No, I think, we, think I so? mean, well, I think right now looking meta, especially with Braswell? the medical situation. Well, Howard Washington, we really don't know what's going on with him. No, that's true. Um, and I know that there's. You know, we're gonna right now. We have five guards, five forwards, and three centers, or <laughs> two or yeah, three centers. And yeah. so I mean, and they're not all gonna play. So what happens is the cream of the crop rises, and the ones that are left behind, if they don't think that they are gonna get the playing time that they want, uh, then they transfer. I know. If so, if Braswell doesn't get a fair shake, I'm gonna be very disappointed. That's all I'm saying. I and I love uh, I love Carey too. If the, if he's not getting a fair shake, he's there's probably a reason. Yeah, I don't know if that's totally true. I'm telling you, Bayheim and them, he, a lot of it goes into what happens behind the scenes, I, I, what's going on in practices and how you're I practicing know. and everything like I that. Know. So, I know you keep how many times that. do we hear him say that all the time? How Pascal looks good in practice, Frank Howard's shooting good in practice, so that's why they're yeah. playing. Right. So it just so happens that Braswell actually went out to the games and actually played good when he was in the games. But who knows what he's doing in practice? Because if he's out there in the practice and he's not doing the right rotations or he's not doing certain things right, then and he's like kind of last in the chopping block or in the pecking order, Bayheim's not going to play him. Yeah, I know. And I guess it's just, it is what it is. We're just going to have to wait and see. But because someone's leaving. Someone's leaving. Someone's getting redshirted. Something's happening. There's 13 guys. I'm not a senior in a bunch. Right. So, I mean, and you know, the other thing is, is that, that I think deters some of these, these kids from leaving is they got to sit out a year. I think, I don't know if I agree with that rule necessarily, but I know it goes into the decision-making process and that is, you know, helps a little bit, but anyway. Well, dude, I think I'm on board with that. I, I don't even really like, I mean, the graduate transfer rule to me is, uh, that's a necessary evil. It's a necessary evil to prevent, to prevent graduates. Yes. Yeah. Because graduate transfers, I understand because you can actually, sure, but you can only do it. You can mask it as academics and you can do it. And it's only for one year, but, Like, there's got to be at some point. I just there's got to be some commitment. Just because you show up somewhere and something doesn't go your way for a semester or a marking period, that you know um, you can't just give up and just walk away. Um, you know, sadly, that's something that I did <laughs> in my life. So, and I just I wouldn't 
I wouldn't put it on anybody because you can end up regretting it for the rest of your life. And honestly, just forcing kids to commit nowadays, um, commitments, it's a tough thing now for, for a lot of people. And, you know, just, I don't think it sets a right precedent or a good example to allow a kid to just show up and just because maybe some guy is better than him or he's not going to play that he can just leave without having any type of punishment or repercussion, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's do some Twitter feedback on this, okay? I've got yeah. at David House nine one five seven eight. He says uh, Gerard, Buddy, Hughes, Brissett, and Marek. Now, you know how much I love Gerard. And yeah, that's that sounds like something you would say. I, I, know, I, know, I know it is too. That's what I uh, thought you were going to say. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I can see this combination going. I just don't know. Like I said, like you said, who the hell knows? But moving on. Well, speculation is amazing. That's what makes up half of sports. Yeah. Um, at Codet underscore Jeff Hughes. He's got this out of order. The way I would have done it. He's got, let's see, Buddy, Carey, Hughes, Brissett, and Dole. So he's got Buddy starting. That's the only difference there. How about this? Jalen, Buddy, and Elijah, then O'Shea, and Sadibi. That's, that's what, what I said. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's a smart one right that's, there. Who, that's who's? What, that is at <laughs> MFB right side. Matt in the hat. All right. All right, uh, I like um, it. Matt in the hat. Matt oh. in the hat. He's got Matt that. Matt Brazil. Uh, let's see. He also says someone. Okay, well here, let's just go through this real quick. And then at James Curtin says this, but fifty-fifty on Marek over Sadivi. So he's got that. Then he replies, while Marek is a better quote-unquote basketball player, Sadivi gives more size, and Marek has more flexibility off the bench. Could come in at three, four, or five. True which is yeah. his spot, uh, his spots. Uh, Quincy could uh, fill in right, could fill right in for O'Shea, and he, leave, and he leaves, and Gerard could get looks to come in as a great sixth man. So, um, yeah. That's what, yeah, he's got to do Well, and that's, that's what he's saying, and more or less, uh, you, you have Merrick come off the bench to see what's, because usually who's the first person that comes off the bench? Either one of those two forwards that made some dumb play, or they're not, doing something right or somebody in foul trouble. So uh, if Sidibe gets in foul trouble real quick, all right, Dolje is going in, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how they're going to start it. But I don't think Dolje, unless he's had to because of injury, I don't think that he's started. I mean, there's been random times where he's actually started a game over like a Chuku or Sidibe just because of that. So he's going to start his size, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, at, let's see, at Diehard Q's fan, he's got... Gerard and Buddy, Elijah, Brissett, Marek. That was the same thing as yep. um, at David House. So that's a popular combo. Let's see. At Crush 44 Orange, Jalen, Buddy, Hughes, Marek, Sidibe. No Brissett. Oh. <laughs> well, I think that's, that's probably him assuming that that's if Brissett's leaving. I just don't see that, but I get it. No, I me mean, neither. If, and realistically, I mean, to if really Brissett break... leaves, that's a that. If Brissett leaves, I would buy into that. Yep, me too. Okay. Um, and then at real K pal something. Sorry, man. Skull. <laughs> sorry, I don't know what this means. 
skull for life. Okay, I'll just call him that. He replies to uh, at Crush Orange, Crush Forty Four Orange. He says, "Sidibi, ouch." Wow, no love for the no love uh, for the big guy, dude. It's so up and down because my dad loves Sidibi. Oh yeah, you told me about that. He does. He I thinks he's. He thought he was better than Chuku, so he thought well, he should have been playing over Chuku this year. So did we talk about this? And I say I might agree with that. Did we have this conversation? I mean, uh, I remember you told me that. I think he might be right with that. I just, uh, dude, dude, dude. I mean, look, I love Chuku. I wish Chuku the best. I really do. But we had so much frustration with Chuku's play. I mean, the stone hands in the 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 the, the, the putting the ball on the floor. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just you didn't see that that much from Sidibe. He just I didn't know. do that. Yeah, there was little things that you didn't really have to worry about with Sidibe, like him getting the rebound and wondering if he's going to be able to get the ball to the point guard. <laughs> yeah, I like mean, basic stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, I just uh, – Yeah. Uh, at, I get it. Uh, yeah, I think your dad's right. I think he's better. I do. At B. Levy, go Cues 2003, Carrie. He does this out of order. Hold on. There's no order. It doesn't matter what five. I think people yeah, can figure I, it out. I, I know. There's two guards, just, like, there's two forwards in the center, Sean. I know. Right? I know. But he only has – he's got Kerry Hughes, Brissett, Dolajai, and, and Guerrier. So. Sounds good. Okay. Look, right. I'm, I'm telling you, like right now, the like across I, the bottom line, it, it seems kind of – I don't want to say set, but obviously I think everyone knows that it's going to be Hughes and Brissett. If Brissett comes right. back on the wings, right, so right, 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 right. I think the you know the, obviously what's really the biggest intriguing thing is what what kind of matchups and everything can you get with those guards? Because who's to say that you can't maybe get a, two different pairs of guards that just play better with each other? Like well, you said, absolutely. I mean you you had a yeah. Carry and a Gadine in there, and and then you have a, a Gerard and oh my gosh, in a buddy. I, I just switched to Facebook. I just noticed something. There is something called Top Fan uh, now on Facebook for our Facebook page. What? And it tags people with the Top Fan star when they comment. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. That's so okay. funny. Joe P's one. Uh, uh, Brandon B. All right, here. Steven says uh, Brahma. Okay. O'Shea. Elijah, Bryson, and Gerard. He says, confidence not high on Buddy as a starter who is great off the bench, and Jalen, who I'm not sure about yet, almost rather gamble with a freshman at this time. Mm. That's harsh on Carey. Yeah, it really is. I understand that, though. I understand that because Carey had his struggles, man. He just struggled. He was turning the ball over. He showed glimpses of... Yeah, but I think he just was getting... Uh, I, I knew he, he was dealing with some injuries and there was a couple different times I knew where he didn't suit that he was injured. And I don't know. It just seemed like he just couldn't get it. I don't know. Like it didn't slow down for him. You know, he's a fast player. I like, I know he likes taking it to the hoop, stuff like that, but it seemed like the rest of the game just did not slow down for him. And you just hope that in between the off season and going into next year, that that's something that can happen. Cause I think if it does, I, I mean, we saw glimpses, man. And I know that Bryson Gadan kid, he's got some size, a 6'4", and I don't know if uh, he's going to have him try to play point guard or, or what, but um, I'm definitely intrigued by these these set of point guards because Jalen Carey looks just super fast, and he looks like he can finish. 
uh, around the hoop. And then you have three other guys that can shoot threes. Um, so, I, I mean, I think <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of, you know, mixing and matching and, and subbing in and out anyway. But uh, I'm really, really excited to see what these guys can do, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Joe P. Carey, Buddy, Hughes, O'Shea, Sidibe. Now, I, I could buy into that one. Uh, Dolly comes in for Sidibe um, around the first time out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much par for the course. That's it's what about, I mean. It's about Just right. because you start, that's one in, thing. Just because you start really don't mean too much. Because right, Beheim's right. pulled a lot of people right. out in the first And he's got the guys. You will get pulled. Yeah. Now, that presents another issue, an issue we talked yes. about last season. So, you know, we'll just have to see. But... With yeah. with Dolly at the at the start down low, that's what I kind of see at the beginning of the year. But I maybe it's the DB. I mean, who knows? DB. Maybe, maybe to be perfectly honest with you, bounce, I hope it's man. one of the other two. Really? Yeah, I mean, we've seen Sidibe, what, 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 and so I mean, what, I think what, so. You, you he's had some. He's had Bolajac? some good games. We haven't we haven't heard of Bolajac yet. Bolajac or uh, John Bolajac or J- Jesse? Ever. I mean, you don't know. I just don't. At some point, if somebody down there doesn't give us an offensive threat, then right, and that's, I mean, the, something's and that's the thing, and that's the thing. You gotta have someone down there that can score and pick and roll. Like, hello, Chuku was not a pick and roll threat. <laughs> he just wasn't. Uh, Christopher James, no. Jalen, Buddy, Elijah, O'Shea, Sadibi. Yeah, I mean, we it's pretty good. much got the. Yeah. A couple different yeah. options that we yeah. think of. Here's you know. one more, though, because cause he gets trolled by Bubba. Bubba the troll. And Bubba's, <laughs> Bubba's a Syracuse fan, too, but he has been dubbed the turd disturber on the Facebook oh, page. Oh, boy. Uh, Timothy says, Kerry Brissett, he will be back. Hughes, Beheim, and someone at center, probably uh, Bolajak, he says. Okay? And then Bubba says, Timothy, it's going to be a long season with that lineup. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, uh, and that is that is our Facebook page in a nutshell. So, um, mm. yeah, it's fun. It's fun to speculate, man. That's that's what, that's what we do in the off season. So here's the deal: we are going to we're going to try to get we're going to get at least one more episode in this in this month. Month. And Joe and I talked about doing some other things. Now, always remember if if you want to. You can always call the hotline, 315-236-2436, and send in emails, man. If you see a news story, if you see anything, if you have questions, if you, if there's something that we don't talk about that you want us to talk about like David did, shoot us an email at militia at gmail.com, and I respond as soon as I can, and I always respond. I, I try to anyway. but No, you do. You do. You're pretty good at it. Yeah, I, I eventually respond, put it that way. So um, you can always email us there at qsmilitia at gmail.com or the hotline again, 315-236-2436. And, you know, it could be a really fun off-season with yeah. participation. And we're going to think of new things to present. So that's it. That's all I got, Joe. No, uh, just piggyback on what you said. It's uh, just <laughs> if you have anything, like even the emails, comments, like you said, anything that you want us to talk about as far as maybe, like you said, some of the Q's history stuff. I know I'm probably repeating some of the stuff you said, but again, like you said, uh, that the fans and them being involved, that's kind of what runs us and fuels us. And 
So y'all want more episodes, then we need a little bit more stuff during the off season. So I mean, yeah. I don't think me or Sean really care how many times we do it. It's just we need stuff. So yeah, reach um, deep. We've thought about doing a ten minute show on Friday nights. You no, know, the little just, shorts and yeah, just, little the the weekly sports. Yes, yeah, the the weekly uh, Cuse Militia podcast roundup. Something it- like that. I don't know if I would really put it all in that order. But, yes, we've thought about all that. Um, so give us your, your input, yeah. thoughts, yep. and, uh, you know, hopefully we can all get through this slow, slow, boring off season. Yeah, and don't to forget to tune in. Together. Syracuse Lacrosse Senior Day tomorrow, yes. 6 p.m. against uh, Cornell. So uh, they beat us twice last year, by the way. It is uh, time for... Revenge, and one of those was in a tournament. So, yep. Um, Big red. Yeah. Yeah. Womp, womp. All right. That That's is it for Joe. I'm Sean. Until next time, we're out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, 
We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 